Welcome everybody to another episode of the Feeding Frenzy. Yes, you heard in the title track there, a bit of a change up, return of the mat, which can only mean one thing. Back on my right hand side is the big man, the executive producer, Richter Wallace. How are you, big fella? Hey, Forcey. Yeah, good to be back. I might be a bit rusty. It's been about a month, but um, you'll see how we go. I've missed it, but good to be here and just sneak sneak an episode in yeah it was a sneaky last minute episode but we're back on we're back in it it was good to see you i was gonna say i don't know whether to start calling you lincoln park or what (laughs) uh, seeing the video last night mate you're rocking it well i think we're going with lincoln force actually (laughs) (laughs) lincoln force and tag z yeah yeah i loved it shout out to tracy sent me the video yeah Tags and forced on the duet. I was not too bad. It was quite fun. And, and <laughs> as we said on the night, no practice done beforehand. That was straight no, off the cuff. Um, uh, it was brilliant. We'll get stuck into that a bit later. But first, of course, we need to introduce our guest for tonight. Big Chris Ayers. G'day, mate. How, How you, you doing? How you going, boys? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, been listening for all the nine episodes, I think it is now. And, or uh, 11. 11, is it? Oh, yeah. Might miss a few. Yeah. As you listen at work and you just sort of blows them away listening to them all as you get going yeah. on. So, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. And just touching on that, 11 episodes and we're just coming up to today. We're actually two listens away from 900 listeners. So, we're going to have to get ourselves in, uh, in the gear <laughs> and get ourselves a prize for our 1,000 listener episode. But we're, we're right on there. We're uh, probably, I'd like to say, maybe two episodes away. Yeah, but 
you know, essentially it's two days when I come down. If I can drive down Saturday, staying with Dazza. Uh, <laughs> Good Dazza me, mate. shape. <laughs> on um, D train, but. Um, yeah, it's good. It's two nights here, then I go back, and she was like, Well, the week goes quick, and you're coming back down again, but it's all right. I don't mind the drive, definitely. You can get used to it. Yeah, well, hopefully, you can get nice and comfortable with the sounds of the big force delivering the feeding frenzy to you on your, on your trips. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we'll keep, keep the episodes rolling even though you're away. Yeah, and, no, keep it going. No, it's great. Yeah, it's, um, it's really, really going well. And the plan is at this stage to keep it going throughout the off season, too, isn't it? Yeah, there's plenty to talk about. Like, we don't have to sort of talk about footy all the time. There's plenty of subjects and, you know, pre-season will be starting up soon enough. And, and there's be... plenty of blokes out there who've got some stories to yarn with us too. I mean, yeah, we, we've, t- we've talked about it a bit before we started recording, like Ricky and Harley's chat, you know. Yeah. wasn't all football related, but didn't they just blow us out of the water with what they had to say? They, you know, I reckon Harley could spin a yarn for days. So. <laughs> They've got some stories, don't they? Definitely. And I think it was one of your favourite shows to listen to, wasn't it? Yeah, I reckon it's one of the best. And uh, just, the, just the amount of knowledge they've got of footy over their time and, um, you know, from when they were back in North Albany um, playing together, like, you just, yeah, you just take that experience and what the experience they bring to the club too. And I think that's important. And I think we're lucky to get the two blokes that had such a good friendship too because um, Rick, Ricky actually, uh, Big Rock hit me up beforehand and had a couple of cheeky questions for me to poke at old Harley Coyne and uh, I think we got a good response out of him about his elbows and yeah. <laughs> that sort of stuff. So, no, I think it'd be great to have some blokes like that back on. Um, we've obviously got a massive list of, list of supporters um, who need recognition as well. Uh, I can tell you for a fact, I've just got Michael O'Day uh, listening as well. He was doing a big drive back from Cranbrook the other day, so uh, I'd love to get Odie the Oracle on here, and uh, or, or uh, Simon and Garfunkel, I should say, after their performance on, on, the, uh, on the Friday night. That was bloody brilliant, I actually thought, their little, little performance. Have you seen yeah. that one, Tracy? I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, you yeah, haven't? Yeah. That one's on the, uh, it's on the Sharks good. Place as yeah, well. Yeah, I'll um, give a chance, but I will watch that. Yeah, we're going to be throwing that up on the Sharks page soon. I'm just having a, uh, Tracy and I are just uh, organising, <laughs> snipping them down so we can just give them yeah. nice little bursts of the, the main part of their show. But, but they uh, charged by Judge Skinny. Uh, they had to get up there and they just, they just they just took it and ran with it. They had a really good time. and they, they, I think everybody had a good laugh watching that one. Have you seen that that video yet, Izzy? No, I haven't seen that, that video, um, but um, I reckon you should try and get Judge Skinny on these podcasts too. And that's another good one. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Falling a bit behind here. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> not the most technical savvy bloke, unfortunately, but we'll get him organised and we'll get him into it. I think he's listened to a couple, actually. Um, it, since he's got his new iPad, he famously dropped his <laughs> iPad in the dunny, and his oh. missus asked him, "Why have you got your iPad in the dunny for anyway?" <laughs> but uh, you know, feeding Freezy has a "don't ask, don't tell" policy. So. <laughs> Good on you, Skinny. We love you, mate. And um, Judge Skinny actually came out for you guys who who weren't there. Obviously, came out in full dress outfit and was one of our judges on the night too. So uh, yeah, right. yeah, he was brilliant. Love love to watch him get around. So you're pretty happy with how it all went then. Yeah, I, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Um, I had to drop one of the acts in the end uh, as a last-minute thing because uh, the numbers were a bit funny. Um, training numbers weren't weren't the greatest, unfortunately. There was, there was better numbers than 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 there had been, so it was an improvement definitely. Mm. But uh, yeah, the night went off really well compared to like last year. The idea actually came out of Craig Anning. Um, who is another bloke we're going to get on the show eventually when he stops coming up with excuses why he can't make it. But um, 
we'll get we'll get him on the show and he can tell us all about it himself. But it was his idea last year as a bit of a team building exercise, and um, I think it's done exactly that. I mean, if you look up at um, you know Cohen, Jake, and uh, the rest of, the rest of uh, Team Blood. Uh, Big Mac and uh, Chicken Little, you know, we did the Queen uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the scene out of uh, Wayne's World, and I think it was good fun. It gave us an excuse to come out, just do something that wasn't football all the time, you know. Football takes up a good chunk. I mean, football's only 15 weeks long, but you you add up your pre-season, your Christmas drinks, and before you know it, you're back in the football season again. It comes around so quickly, so it's nice to do something that just isn't football for a little while, have a bit of fun. Yeah. And um, I, I think we did. I think we did a bloody good job of what we what we had to work with. Definitely. No, it's sad to miss it, but um, yeah, like like it was a really really good night, well organised as well, and I think it's important for our club just to keep doing things like like this going forward. Just those reasons you mentioned. Yeah. Before, and it's a pleasant sort of distraction. And it's it's important else. for confidence building too. You know, when you put something together like that, and I'll give a big shout out to the brave young Finlay out of the sixteens. Uh, Got up there by himself, um, or in Marlon Bennett. Marlon, Marlon Bennett, sorry, he came out and gave him a hand as well. and jumped up with him, but uh, he was basically by himself. He was all set up. He had no idea what he was doing on the night, and he just ran with it. And I reckon he got one of the biggest applauses going just because he was, you know, he was had a good time with, it, with lots of fun and a, a bit of confidence, something else, just to break up the footy season a little bit and a good laugh. We all need a good laugh. Yeah, you know. I did have an idea for us. If yeah. I was here, I was thinking that you and I could do Sing Shallow, Lady Gaga, oh. Bradley Cooper, lip sync to that. I it's a real romantic. I think so. Version. There is a bit of a bromance going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, I was I, like, damn, I missed it. No, yeah, that would have been a good one. Next to you, I'll come down for it. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll book you a spot so you can come down. So get your annual leave forms in now. But we're keen on getting organised. But no, I mean, uh, as much as uh, Jake, the, Jake the Snake has done a great job uh, of. Uh, backing me up over the last two weeks, you never do forget your first love. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> I should have you. It's called bright red. So, um, no, like we said, great night. Um, and I think you got to throw a special ta- a shout out to Tags because his uh, his Jay Z performance on the night was just second to none. It was brilliant. Yeah, no, there's a lot of lyrics to remember as well. Yeah, it's done well. and there's some colourful <laughs> ones in there which I I did did think about, and I was going to catch up with him and have a chat about whether or not he wanted to change them. And as we said, we didn't do it with the practice session at all. We just jumped straight up there, and I just I hit play on the track, and I just I, I looked at him and I thought, how's this going to work? And the second that the tune started, he was straight into it. Was like he transformed, you know? He wasn't tags the. Uh, the, the, the mild mannered coach anymore. He was the thug from the OG Brooklyn <laughs> streets, you know, Tag Z straight out of Compton. And he just blew it apart. He just absolutely smashed it. Yeah. And um, the second he picked, kicked off, I thought, right, I know exactly where we're going with this. Yeah. Uh, and there was a few, there was, if, it, if you go back and watch the video, there's actually a few little mental cues between the two of us where we're sort of looking at each other for who's going to do what part. But um, I think we did really well. Um, with no practice, we just smashed that out. So yeah. yeah, no, it's good fun. So yeah, it's, it's just something different to break up your footy season, you know. And and I think all of our judges had a great laugh as well. Tracy, uh, Tracy scorned us. We we actually didn't win. We thought we'd win with that performance, but as Tracy was so quick to remind us, it was a lip sync battle, not a uh, not a not a talent contest. It wasn't the voice. So. Uh, didn't score too well, unfortunately, but uh, but I still came away with the chocolates with the uh, with, with Team Queen, so that was alright. Yeah. 
So do we, have uh, a, do we have like a players review at the end of the year? We, like what do you show? Um, I don't know if it's going to be at the end of the year, but we have definitely got one of those in mind. Uh, I've got a couple of skits I've been uh, taking note of, so we've got one of those coming up. So we'll be in touch with all that uh, information once I confirm the dates with Tracy. But yeah, yeah. players reviews and things like that so important. Yeah. Um, especially as we said um, before the show, with the two-week buy right in the middle, it really shakes it up, doesn't it? Like, you sort of drop away a bit of confidence, um, especially when, I think, realistically speaking, there's finals are a, a pipe dream for, yeah. for, the, for the league side especially, um, and they're pretty far out of reach for Bloods. They're not, we're in that sort of spot where we're sort of relying on a few other results as well as some really outstanding stellar performances. But we've got all the right tools. It's just a matter of whether or not we can get it done. But when when you're sort of looking at that will they, won't they sort of thing, you just a couple of people have dropped away mm-hmm. and then it sort of uh, sort of hurt us a little bit. Do you find that um, that's something that keeps happening throughout the years that you've been involved with the club, Ezzy? Because you've obviously been around for, what, what would it be now? Oh, for um, at least six years well, now. Well, started, started in 2012. Yeah, right. Eh? Um, round nine, after, after spud digging season of all things. Um, yeah, thought, well, let's go and try footy. Yeah. Um, you know, been, been from out Tall Bay, um, it's sort of like, well, could have went to railways, no people at railways, no people at Royals, but then hey, let's go and try the new club at Albany. And, um, and yeah, it's been a good club and it's um, probably in one, one sort of way, it's um, been like a family friendly club. Always inviting, like good good people around the club, you know, um, and uh, you know going through the buy uh, sort of started back a fair few years ago, and um, it's always been that you're almost to the end of the footy season, have the two week buy, then you just got to get those last few games through. It's it's always hard to try and get that momentum back. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be only one week, but then it went to two weeks. Um, even the one week, it was hard still. Like it just, um, but you know, sort of. Um, that's how it, that's how it goes. And maybe, you know, at some stage, it's hard to do it to change it because you want all your good talent going away. The landmark carnival, so and the um, Colts carnival as well as we talked about last week. Yeah, and um, and Elmy little sharks have pretty good talent going towards that, and we always have really. Um, you know, even back from 2012 to 15, when I sort of had a bit of a break until now, it's, um, you know, had, had some really good talent go towards it. So um, I think it's a good thing um, to promote the GSFL in that, but um, it is one that's just at the wrong timing, but I'm not sure how to, how to combat it. What's a silver ball? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's essentially three weeks off footy, you play. The week after is landmark. The week after is a general buy. The week after you play. Yeah. So it's a, a big lot of those drop off. People aren't going to training consistently. As you said, it's quite late in the season, like around round nine, ten. Yeah. Especially well, with us, we're not playing finals. It's easy to drop off uh, mentally, and yeah, I don't know what they could. Yeah, they could make it one week. Um, but whether that, yeah, will change everything. Um, I suppose it's two sides to the argument, which you sort of spoke about last week on the app, but 
yeah, it's it's a, it's really is a hard one. Uh, those that love their footy will stay motivated, but those that sort of one foot in the door, yeah, they're, they're going to drop off. But as Brocco said last week, like when you commit to a club, when you commit to the season, well, you've got to commit <laughs> fully. You've got yeah. to be all in if you're playing footy that year. And so. You've got to give a pat on the back to those guys, as you said, who do stay committed that whole time. Like, um, it's so easy to sit there and go, look, there's no footy on this weekend. Yes, training's on, but I'll take a week off. You know, or take an extra, just miss tonight's training, and then next thing you know, you miss the, the you know, the, you miss next the Tuesday, time. you miss the Friday, yeah. and then it sort of football rolls back, and yeah. because a few people have dropped off the intensity, suddenly, you know, you're not fighting for your spot as hard as you were before, so it's pretty easy to do. Um, and I guess that was something we started off with at the start of the year, and it was a bit of a tricky thing. We had a couple of guys who trained the entire way, paid the fees up first. They were fighting for spots, and now they're getting their spots quite comfortably, and we're sort of back into that sort of factor of looking for numbers again. Mm-hmm. So I guess for me personally, I feel like we need to remember the guys who did stay on the track and make sure that next year when it comes back around, um, that those are the guys who are rewarded sort of first up as long as they're keeping up that same thing again. As I said, training on, uh, doing the pre-season training, paying the fees up front, all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, as we all know, we all work. We've all got commitments, and so we all need to have reasons why... We might not be able to make every training session or whatever, and that's you know that's up to you and your coach to have that discussion and work out what's you know what what the situation is for you personally. But yeah. um, with such a big break, people dropping off, and then we're back into the the sharks of old looking for numbers on the weekend. Um, I think you guys have got two guys coming up this year, this week, yeah. this week, yeah. Um, yeah. who have played their first game. Jill and uh, yeah, Jill. Oh, he's playing his second oh, actually. Right. As we uh, also reminded him on the uh, on the <laughs> night, <laughs> and uh, so Jill's playing his second, and uh, Nick Penny coming up playing his first. So um, yeah, yeah, congratulations to Big Penny. He's uh, yeah. he's a big unit. He's he's gonna be he's, handy, I think. He's gonna be good. Charles a big fan of him. Yeah, um, played a blinder last year against Barker mm-hmm. up there. There's real strong marks. Um, a kid. He's probably what nineteen. Well, not a kid, but he's. Um, <laughs> A developing player with a lot of confidence. Yeah, confidence. He's got that in bags. Yeah. Yeah. Just need him around the club, and get gets his chance this week. And hopefully, he can make a, a decent run of it because North Albany are a side that would be knocking on that door against all year long. We've really they're they're in our sights. You know, um, <laughs> pardon the old uh, the old um, the old adage, but the blood is in the water, and we're we're really knocking on that door. For looking for that first Albany win, um, you know, so it really could this could be it. This really could be. Um, we've talked about putting pressure on games, but I think we all know where we stand now. If we rock up and play our best footy, if the league can string together those four quarters, which has been the big topic of this podcast, I think all year long is just getting those 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 efforts together, keeping up the one percenters. If we can string it together, we can dominate this game. We really are probably, you know, despite the word low in numbers, we're, we're just as good as any other week, aren't we? Oh, definitely. No, for sure. I yeah. think for this year, it's the first year we've had serious depth, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the entire season, despite what numbers we have had, mm-hmm. you know, um, bit a bit low on the blood side, but I mean, there's still quality talent coming out of there, which you guys can pull from. Yeah, like everyone out of there can play. Um, there's yeah. no makeups like most of those have been like, fairly consistent on the track or at some stage throughout the year. Yeah. Um, they can all kick a footy, they can all play. 
and you know talk about this North Albany game my last time last week or last time you played and you're up at half time up at half time both times we played them this year so yeah, yeah so they're in the driver's seat and it's just closing off what you started yeah and I think the thing that we've consi- heard consistently long is sticking to structures yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the amount of times I've heard that you know <laughs> this year but yeah. it, it, it's all it's going to come down to is if we can pull that off stick to the structure you know, you have a look at the AFL, like um, some games, you know, it's um, list on paper, looks good, mm-hmm. like Freo against Geelong last weekend. <laughs> well, you know, like, I thought my um, father in law was pulling my leg when he said Freo won by 30 points. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe Terps had booked his grand final ticket already. <laughs> <don't know. laughs> but, you know, it's sort of, um, yeah, it's just, just pulling that together, keep the structures. Um, you know, the way tags. And Chubb's coaching, you know, you just got to keep, keep hammering that. Mm. Not blazing away like Geelong done tonight. It was sort of like, you know, you just got to, just got to keep, keep going, tick tick boom, mm. and it works. That's it. That's that's what yeah. I said to the boys before the the league game. I said, yeah, look at Frio last night. I went out beating the top side. Um, similar situation to us, and mm. like, why not? Why can't we do it? Why not us? That's exactly so, right. Yeah. Um, just confidence, just playing with intent. Um, just a coach in Perth used to say, it's an overwhelming desire to compete. You gotta really want it every contest. Gotta have to do it with endeavor. Yeah. Um, and it's just uh, everyone else gets it, gets inspired if you do it. Um, it's a flow on effect. Yeah. We, yeah, belief was something we talked about last week in that episode with, uh, and, and BT I think summed it up beautifully. I, I don't think we've sort of, uh, I think sort of what you've said now, just now is just exactly what sort of BT was saying last week, and he, he wrapped it up really quite nicely. I think he, yeah. he was nailed on the head nailed there. The head, yeah. uh, and another thing we talked about last week, which I wouldn't mind touching on again, is we talked about a couple of players, you know, looking into the AFL that are able to play that special game or do something a little bit special and lift that side. Yeah. Um, who do you think Richter is someone who who could do that for you guys tomorrow? Like, who who would you look to, to really you know, take the clutch on and, and just just get the job done and just lift the side and take them with them? Who's who's your guy? Who's you go to? I think Colin Colin Marley. Yeah. Um, just he did that against Denmark um, the second time we played him. I think he kicked four, but he's just sort of like we're playing poorly the first half and then second half he just sort of said like come with me boys and follow and lifted just trying to get us all on board with him um just brought us into the game really and we got a few guys like that um yeah i just signal out guys in particular but some of our more senior players i think yeah um and our new recruits like bt played a lot of footy um and he plays gutsy footy doesn't he yeah he does it's the way he goes in we sleep like banksy as well like gets into it, um, just sort of, yeah, lead the way, really, and set the tone for the rest of the group. Yeah. I think it's important to have somebody like that, but that, as we said last time, they're hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in all forms of any sport, if you've got somebody like that, they're definitely well-respected, you know, which is which is pretty impressive. Um, as you've played... Oh, what have you got played now in your belt this year? We've done three games with you? No, I've only, I've only played one game this year, and then... Oh. You know, you, you were so good that I feel like I watched. I, I feel like there was three blokes on the field. That's, that's what it was. You know, like um, 
in, in saying that, like, you know, West Coast, Elliot Yo, mm. good bloke, one seagulless, and he does that, like, that 50 metre goal, the whole team sort of lifts, so you get, like, a Liam Ryan or a yeah. Willie Rowley. A Willie Rowley was in the goal square last weekend, didn't panic, went around one, showed the candy the second, just kicked it. <laughs> and you just got to keep, keep composure, and, and once you get that lift, then your whole team sort of wants to do it. Just getting that, that drive, and if you don't get that momentum, even at that top level in AFL, it just sort of, you can't get it, and you're always striving to, you know, try and try and beat it. But, um, you know, I, I think hopefully Red Rogers will get out there and be that Elliot Yeo, and yeah. he'll just lift it mm-hmm. uh, with Jill and, you know, Oh, we old yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, you know, sort of one of those blokes that can just do it um, is, is always a plus, are you? Yeah, I mean, as I said, we've, we've obviously looked to read a bit this year um, yeah. in that leadership role. But uh, I think last week, for me personally, uh, Liam Offer played probably one of his better games. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. he's, played, he's played some bloody good footy, some consistent footy. And unfortunately, what can happen with players like that is that they play good, consistent footy all year long. And they sort of go a little bit unnoticed. Yeah. Whereas, you know, someone like, um, yeah, I'm not going to name your names, actually. Don't put anybody on the spot. But somebody can play a good game once a week and then sort of, you know, they might not do anything any any better than someone like uh, Offie who is so consistent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they can look just that little bit better on the day. Yeah. You know, so uh, it, it is a bit tricky being such a consistent player like Offie is. But he, yeah, is, yeah. he is a very consistent player. Yeah. He's a strong bloke. But he's also deceptively quick, and he's he's got a good uh, overhead mark on him. So yeah, it's, a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty obvious why he's been picked as captain. Um, he plays some bloody great footy. Yeah. But someone for us who played some exceptional footy last week, and as you're probably disappointed you didn't get ch- get a chance to see it, was uh, our good old Switchy, Riley Village. He played a massive game last week. He was running back on the fly at football, and yeah. he was just getting cleaned up. But doing a Liam Ryan, huh? Doing a Liam Ryan, but he had the courage. <laughs> he was, he was all courage, you know. He was, um, he got knocked a couple of times pretty seriously, and he just got straight back up. You know, he's played some really good footy. So, um, yeah, it's it's it's. You're always looking for leaders. You're always looking for someone to sort of take it on. Um, obviously, in the Bloods, we talk a bit about uh, Dwayne Coyne's voice out there. You yeah. know, um, as Taxi likes to call him, the Lord of the Warriors. But yeah. he does have a lot of voice and is important out there um, for just trying to remind people to stay switched on and just keep the voice up in general. Because yeah. I think we've all said and we, we can all say that we feel when the voice drops off, the skills and everything follows, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. That's when it goes... Yeah. But it sort of drops down. So, someone like uh, someone like the big fella, um, he can just keep the voice up yeah. and keep everybody switched on. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you find any other voices that you're looking out there for, or any other leaders when you when you have been watching? No, but you know, like Kevin on Squidgy there. Like um, you know, I've seen a couple of games in now, and he's like Shannon Hearn, eh? Mm-hmm. He comes out, he takes the game on, yeah. goes to run, maybe he gets caught. But, you know, at least you got that bloke to take it on. Get it out, you know. Yeah. Get it, get it set like to the wing, and then then the people can take it from there. But um, you know, he's um, hopefully he's got a bit of voice, you know, like yeah. these coming years, because from the back you can see the whole picture. Yeah, yeah. Know? And I think with a couple of years under his belt, especially he's he's a very young fella. Yeah. Um, uh, I think with a couple of years under his belt, he's going to pick up and he's yeah. going to get just that that real uh, that real sort of leadership role. Once he finds his place in football, at the moment he's sort of he's got the skills and he's got some talent about him, 
and he just needs to find where he's going to sit and where he wants to be sort of uh, in a couple of years' time. But I think once, he's, once he finds his, his formula a yeah. uh, couple of years' time, he's going to be pushing for a league spot, I think, in a year or two's time. What do you think, yeah. Rick? Is he, is he on, the, on the way up? Yeah, he is. He's always on the training track, working hard. Um, his kick has improved immensely the last year. Um, give him another yeah, pre-season. Um, play the rest of the year off strong in the bloods. Um, never say no to a league berth this year, but um, it's it's definitely going to come. It definitely is. He's just improved out of sight. So, yeah, keep working hard. Yeah. Big squidgy. Now, um... Richter, you and I haven't caught up on the podcast since mm. uh, before the Mount Barker game, before the bus trip, mm. and there was one little piece of action which I forgot to mention uh, going back that far, and it was uh, it was something pretty pretty special, and uh, I'm going to do a quick shout out to Mel Medham, who was, uh, for those who don't know, is captain of the women's side this year, so she's a fantastic player, third best runner-up, uh, best of Ferris mm. this year. Uh, so she came out and did the running for us at the Mount Barker game, which was you know really good for her to, to have a quick, real inside look at football and and um, like obviously trying to learn more about the game. She she told us she didn't know much about it, but she's just taken it taken it in stride. And um, so she came out for a bit of a bit of an extra in depth look. So she jumped on as our runner for the week, which was fantastic. Now she was down in the uh, I think it was the defensive fifty. Either way, she was inside of the 50. <laughs> and uh, a ball's been kicked inside. One of the blokes from Mount Barker have gone for a nice big massive lead and absolutely bowled her over, <laughs> cleaned her up. And I, I reckon this guy, if he hit me, I would have been hurting. And somehow, don't ask me how, Mel just rolls over, pops straight back up like it didn't even happen and just got out of the zone like, like it didn't happen. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but I it was... She's tough. <laughs> she's tough. Right. Not me, six. <laughs> yeah. No, so so that one got un, unmentioned. So we thought we'd better catch up with that one because that was yeah. that was some action. I mean, unfortunately for us, there wasn't much action on the sharks side of things. So oh, I don't know. We had we had sort of like the injured coach turned up. Yeah, you know, he was on the injury board. And he could... Yeah, <laughs> not, 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 often, stick. not often you go through the team list and you look at the injuries of the coaches on the list. <laughs> <laughs> As we said, we had a couple of drinks on the bu- uh, sorry on the way home after the bus and everything like that. And I think um, Tags would have been the one who would have been flying high, flying highest on the old prescription drugs. <laughs> no, it did, it did well to get through the game. I think <laughs> I did talk about his car. It was in it was in all sorts. But it's, um, it's not when it's not when you get the uh, players need and help. It's when the trainers are giving the coach help to get through the game. Oh, that's the first I've seen for a while. <laughs> Uh, you, you just about to see see someone running you out a bloody shot of whiskey every now and again after what he has to put up with. <laughs> uh, but no, so uh, excellent stuff, Mel. Uh, I've, she's a she's a big listener of the show, so uh, yeah, no, took the hit well. What a champion! <laughs> so no, I feel better. I've, ri- I've written that wrong. <laughs> Uh, so, Ezzy, we'll have a bit of a look into you now, if you're ready. You're, you're feeling up to yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we talked about you starting back in 2012. Now, uh, as far as I know, you spent a lot of that time after you did join the club playing eight quarters of football. Yes, you know, it's lucky you got the big Richter over here doing the league games now. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, well, since um, yeah, around 9, 2012. Um, yeah, sort of started, well, I started in the rough, I suppose, but I was the highest bloke. And then sort of started in there, and that's, um, can't remember the coach now, but I think it was Joe Galantino. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, and sort of, yeah, progressed through the ruck, and before long, the next year after, you're sort of doing ruck for reserves, and then most times out of 10, you'd be getting called up in the league, so doing the, but it's, um, it, it helped me, like, it's uh, for fitness, for one, because doing eight quarters, you sort of have to pace yourself to, to get to the end. Um, but it's sort of changed now, like, you know, even just playing that one game I did this year, we've got a bench now. Like, <laughs> you know, back then, um, you didn't have a bench. Like, most weeks, you'd run out with 18, no bench. So the ruck couldn't go and have a rest on the bench. Um, so, like, this, this game, I only played one, but I actually got a rest on the bench. It was like fucking Hollywood, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, and it's changed, and, yeah, coming up to sort of, I've done 13 and 14, um, and then I end up having a job of coaching reserves for 15 season, and, um, yeah, went, went alongside Bob Marks. Um, he was his tre- treasurer at the time. Yeah. And, but he was, um, yeah, sort of some, if we had enough numbers, uh, I'd be the coach with Bob to my side, but when there wasn't enough numbers, I'd just go and play and Bob would do the board. Yeah. But it worked pretty well. Um, we striked up our uh, first coaching role against Barker. We won by 30 points. Beautiful. So I thought, oh, that's nice. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is easy. This is easy, you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, going from uh, from that Barker win, I think we got four for the season, which wasn't bad. Um, yeah, it's always a challenge, like doing the Bloods, you know, coaching, because, you know, you got got one for Hopper that's just come back. He was the main man that's always late. So, you know, it you, still is. Oh, it still is. There you go. So, um, you know, so you'd always, uh, I always done me team team sheets Friday night. So um, Thursday training, Friday night, you just texting all the group on, you know, the phone these days. So I was just digging spuds away to midnight. Had the old iPad on the side of the tractor and just put me team sheet in. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was quite good. And then you know, you get the game day and. Everyone has their own routine, you know, you get there and um, you'd see a few of the blokes turn up early, a few that are late, you'd always ring Hopper at 10.30, yep. you know he'd be still hung over from the night before, uh-huh. and he'd start to find his boots and get to the game by, by <laughs> twelve. Did he still have to clean frogs out of his boots then? Or? No, 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 there's a, there's a couple of things that I shouldn't say on here, but you know, there's... Um, Pretty, pretty colourful lad. Um, yep. You know, Woodsy was always there. He was, um, yeah, good old Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it was quite challenging that, so that 15 year, and um, it was good. Um, I really liked it, because from what I do at work, of organising workers to to organising players, it's the same thing. It just it comes naturally. But uh, actually coaching, I actually rather liked it, because it's, it's all about strategy, and, you know, if you haven't got a, um, side that's got good skills where you just start from basic. Um, tags is going a bit more into structures now, which is good. And you sort of build on it. And even though we've come from, you know, people playing two games to now 
people just playing one game, structures. We're sort of building as a club going forward, and it's still building. Mm. And that's that's what I like about it. Um, yeah, then after 15, we sort of, um, me and my missus had a, had a kid, like January 16, footy season about starts, so it made it a bit hard, and, uh, you know, a few things at work didn't quite go away, so I started to drop out, but uh, left it to uh, Ricky. Yep. He took the next year, so um, that worked out pretty good for him, so... Um, and he'd, he'd been there up until this year, I think, is, yeah. is that right? Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And you, I think you've set a precedent there where, uh, unfortunately, he he did the same thing. If he was if he was lucky enough to have a full side, he sat off and did the maintenance. And yeah. I think he got to do that once last year. <laughs> uh, I didn't well, I did uh, I didn't start to round three last year, so I don't know the, I don't know the full story. But uh, I think yeah. it was much the same as you. So yeah, 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 yeah. played most games and yeah. uh, coached a couple. Yeah, uh, but if you but if you ever um, you know, I don't think you'd ever come back to play. But you ever see uh, Derek Lewis Senior mm. out on the goal line? Yeah, he used to be the, the top top bloods player. Um, you know, like you think like Derek, yeah, he's this high and you think, <laughs> Well, how can he take a mark? But he actually got some marks you'd think he's he's Liam Ryan, eh? Like he'd just fly. <laughs> and it's actually quite good to have him back there, but um yeah, you know, like I am sure he'd still love to play, but I think, you know They played last year, you know that? Did he? Yeah, yeah he, I, I he thought stayed he could. a couple last year yeah. too. Yeah, I thought he couldn't help himself. No, no. <laughs> I reckon if we threw, if we if we dangled a jersey out in front of him this week, I reckon he'd take it too. But um, <laughs> well, it's it's, uh, it's no wonder where Tristan gets it from, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's yeah, taken yeah. some 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 beautiful hangers uh, over this season, and he's. Yeah. Although I have to say, last week he we had a bit of a. It almost looked like a bit of a brain fight. He he went up. And then about two seconds later, the ball came down. Then <laughs> he got up a bit early. So, uh, yeah, but he he's another one that you need to call air traffic control when he goes up because he's, he's not very big, but he gets right up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a jump on him. That's quite quite good to watch, eh? And, uh, you know, in, in, in my coaching style, it's sort of more like play your footy, love your footy, don't worry about the score sometimes. Scores are right, but as long as you're having a good time. Um, that's how that's how footy should be played. So exactly, and that's know. how you, and that's how you build a club too, isn't it? Yep. You know, you attract the right people who are coming and having a good time. Yeah. Uh, not worrying too much about, uh, as you said, not not so much worrying about scores, and also not worrying about um, too much about who they're playing with. You know, they're sort of mm-hmm. getting along with everybody, aren't yep. they? In that yep. sense, they're not sort of fighting people for spots or. or those sorts of things. They're just just able to get out there and just just kick a ball with a couple of mates and just make the best of it. Yeah, that's yeah. it, and um, yeah, it's sort of, you know, and, and coming from back down there to now, you can see, you know, coming from the old change rooms now, Collingwood Park, right to now, there's there's a lot to look forward for, and how much we've built um, since I started, and even though when Jake started, you know, like it's it's built fairway, yeah, yeah, to now we've got emergencies like. So other than the bench and the emergencies, as you said, what do you reckon's been the biggest change since you've come back to footy this year? Oh, it's just the just the blokes. Um, you can see they've like got more ownership of the club because we've got our own club rooms. You can go up upstairs, have your own sort of thing, um, own change rooms. You know what it's like. Um, it's just different, eh? It's, um, I don't know how to change it, and and like from the very first when you know the Centennial Park was getting off the ground. Um, that's that's one thing that Jeff was trying to build, um, and it's it's actually good that 
back in those days we had uh, Mark White and he done most of that work getting this all established um, and yeah you really have to take your hat off to those blokes who've done it and a few other blokes I haven't mentioned but uh, you know how to set it up for it now you know to make it what it is um, I think it's a big achievement for the club yeah, and I think also we need to. We can't forget that we need to give uh, blokes like yourself a pat on the back. I mean, you've you started off playing two games of football just to just to fill the numbers. And let's face it, if you if you weren't doing that, you, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have you probably would have scrapped your resi side, just run out there with the league side, probably got flogged to be you know to yeah. be blunt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows where the club could have? Who knows where it could have been exactly? Yeah. You know? So you guys have been the building blocks. Yeah, from the start. I I think honestly, from the from the start, even though it was a push from the GSFL to get the sixth side to make it work for the league, but I think we probably need another year or two of resis to to really build that. We've sort of always been stretched to make it. Yeah. Um, but that's you know that's one thing. But um, getting help from the GSFL um, was good. You know, sometimes, sometimes not. They. Um, but it's just just trying to build that, and um, you know the way Jeff does it, and Terps mm. who've been here from the start. Yeah, real credit to them how they've you know worked through it and made it to where it is now. Um, and I think you know in the next ten years, all you can do now is grow, and grow with a good good mindset of hopefully a family club, and you know good company, and that's that's what will grow up, and the wins will come. You know, it's just um, just how it is. Like it's Gold Coast, eh? Yeah. Gold Coast Suns. You just gotta, you're fresh into the competition. You just gotta, as you were saying last week. You know, we've only been here ten years, seventy five years for rules. Twenty five for Barker just the other day. Hundred years go. for Barker. Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, hundred years for North Albany. Yeah. Barker twenty five. Yeah. I, I I I was actually quite proud of that one. I thought you know the, the sharks are just going for their pen license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so like just seeing things like yeah, how many people come upstairs now. I remember my first year, yeah. twenty sixteen at North Albany, like um when the teams are read out on a Thursday night, be lucky to get ten people. Yeah. Um after the game. Um we're sort of just crammed in there really at North, just it wasn't really our own identity. Yeah. They were great to us, letting us stay there. Um but yeah, just just the people coming back, it, it was very minimal. And, um, you know, you look at us now, you say, yeah. we would like to get more, but it's um, yeah. it's it's really come a long way. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the best and fairest, the wind-ups as well, just everyone's suiting up, everyone's putting effort into it. And um, we might not be getting the results we're after, but if we just take a step back and, yeah, for guys like yourself have been here, yeah. right from day dot, you can see just how far how far we've come and if that's working out then everything else is going to come but i'd like to put a shout out to the volunteers like in the ladies in the kitchen mm. you know like they've got a, got a new kitchen now but they've been there from the very start and in north albany and that and um you know like um sharon mclean and uh hannah hannah Keane and, 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 and little hannah and yeah yeah. Uh, and even a cheeky little shout yeah. out to Callum Marwick who uh, lived up to his uh, lived up to his fine by Judge Skinny and he and he made dinner for everybody and washed the dishes. So, <laughs> well done, we felt. Yeah. But I'd like even add to all the uh, like the goal umpires and that that run the club. I reckon, you know, you, you don't see it 
sometimes in game day you worry about the game, but it's all those people that are putting together to make the club yeah. run. It's Even set. all the bits and pieces that Jeffrey has to do on, on game day and, it, yeah. and Craig Anning running around, you know, Minister for Football, getting uh, teams organised. Even the fact that we've got so much uh, depth in our volunteers that we've got a bloke in Michael Lynch whose job is to go out there and make sure he's taking care of all the players, not just, you know, we've got trainers for injuries and stuff like that. Um, Taron is obviously massive for that. Uh, young Caitlin's doing a great job looking after everybody. She also uh, started her fantastic modelling career through uh, St. John, John Ambulance. So uh, congratulations for that again, Caitlin. And uh, shout out to your mum for having to listen to the podcast last week as well. <laughs> Just quietly. But um, but we've got someone like Lynchy whose job is to, to look after players' well-being and welfare outside of fitness and ability and all that sort of stuff, you know. And and as we've mentioned a couple of times, and we'll do a quick plug again, Cohen Marwick shaving his hair off for the, uh, for the Black Dog Institution. So um, we've got depth for days, haven't we? You know, we've got, cool, we've got, and, and that's something I think we've we've touched on a few times, and I'm like, I don't want to forget it. Is that is that um, when the club does well off the field, we will do well on the field to yeah, follow. Yeah. You know, we need we can't do it without our supporters. We won't win without our supporters. We can't make money or um, you know open the gates without them. Yeah. You know, we can't do it all ourselves. And yeah, probably. I think, oh, sorry. Yeah, open my eyes a bit just to see. Um, what goes into running a club and like I went to committee meeting around yeah. at Jeff's and like yourself you were there and just seeing everyone rock up these people they didn't have to be there but they all come in with an agenda they've all got you know the viewpoints they're on something or they're all doing all this work outside the club and this is in like the start of the year and no one's even really thinking about footy and as players we're just going to rock up and play and help out around the club where we can but there's so many people behind the scenes just putting in work just so we can run out on the weekend exactly so and as we said it wouldn't be here if it wasn't for blokes like yourself snaky hoppo smallwood uh joe galatino keeping just opening the doors and keeping keeping everything running so yeah yeah, full credit yourself mate eight quarters of footy is, is a big ass there's not many people have to do that now uh I think Jake Anning's done a couple of couple of his yeah. eight quarters of football, and he's doing quite well at it. But Hamish, uh, Fuller. Hamish yeah, oh, no, he did seven quarters. So, so yeah. <laughs> but no, no, you're right. Yeah, he's another good one. Uh, and Mitch Jackson last year yeah. played majority of his footy was eight quarters footy. So, yeah, we're pretty lucky in that that doesn't have to happen anymore. Um, and as you said, you know, you're not, you're not um, because you're pacing yourself, you're not getting your best out of your footy doing it that way, are you? Really? No, it's, that's the thing. If you knew that the reserves game was a second game, well, it wouldn't be too bad. But the second game was a league game, so it's where you got to really step up to yeah. to be there. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, like even um, on the Mount Barker game, getting a few of the 16s up into the reserves, like, hat off for those blokes too, like, to help us fill the side, you know, it's... Um, it's good for them. It's something too, you know, being a being a young fella playing Colts. I mean, obviously, generally speaking, we're talking about fellas who are still developing body, body mass, size, everything like that. You know, um, it's it's a lot to ask out of a young fella to go out there and play football with guys like. Uh, I mean, take take the three of us sitting here today. You know, if if you were to roll up against one of these sixteen year old fellas, we'd just roll them like they weren't even standing there. 
Yeah, you know, with, with big legs. But to, oh, no, I'd, I would take Peter from Peter Griffin to the ground. <laughs> I probably wouldn't take him. I would put that in writing. You can take that to the bank. Two metre, Peter, I will take you down. I will. Absolutely, 100%. Bet your house on it. Force is coming for you. <laughs> but no, you're right. Unless, unless you're one of the largest set fellas, you know. Um, and some people do grow, grow big and tall quick. and, and uh, But... You know, even with the, with the lack of experience in the developing body mass and things like that, you know, they, they're, they're doing a great job and they've got a lot of courage to come out there and play football against big fellas who have been playing footy for yeah, years, yeah, yeah. got that extra mass to throw around and the experience to go with it. Yeah, yeah. So hats off to those fellas. Yeah, you know. to step it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've got, you've got a, uh, a good list of um, young fellas coming through your league side this week again, don't you? Mm. Um, yeah. Just wasn't uh, there last night, mate, but... Uh, <laughs> Throw you under the bus yeah, there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The team machine is on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, I think Sam O'Day is coming through again, yeah, uh, yeah. as well as... Um, yeah, no, there's quite a few Jacksons on there again. Mar- uh, sorry, not Marlon. Uh, uh, Mr. Brock Adding's on that list oh. again, you know. So yeah. quite, quite a list of young fellas who have got a lot of, lot of courage coming up yeah. and stepping into those those two higher grades. Yeah, the last few weeks have, have played their part, I thought. Um, you know, the young age, they try and, you know, teach them switching the ball and teach them all these these crafty things. A lot of them just, just know, know all that sort of stuff just from watching footy at, at the elite level and they would have come in and, and bring that into the league side, just be creative and, you know, they don't just blaze away when they get it. They look to switch, they look to use it, bring other guys in the, play, in the game. So, yeah, we're really loving having that just exciting... Um, yeah, brand of footy come into our side. And the fact that they're keen to do it just says numbers for, you know, the culture that we are building and it's something we, we, we are building and trying really hard to build, but it's not something you can force, is it, culture? No, no. Something that, yeah, just, you know, create. Um, yeah, just try and create it, really. You sort of have to People let it grow itself, it. don't you? I suppose so. Yeah, you always sort of have to dangle the carrot out there a little bit and say, look, you know, this is what you could have if you like, and it's up to you to go out and grab it. Mm. Do you think it's a fair assumption, or would you would you put it slightly different to that? What do you reckon? It's hard to it's say. It's a tricky one, isn't it? <laughs> Putting him on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, I mean, you obviously played a lot of footy over in Perth. Mm. Uh, played for some pretty big clubs over that way. How do you think they manage culture differently to how the Sharks do, for example? question <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I'm known for <laughs> yeah. yeah just everyone's got that sense of belonging I suppose um, you know you're doing things outside of, of footy itself team building things like that um, I know up in Perth like yeah you have your um, your social nights on the week a bit like what we do or whatever um, different random team building games and things like that everyone's got that sense of belonging everyone knows their role and um, early, I suppose, it stems from, from the coach. The coach has got to be that people person and um, just just get around to everyone, really, and just give them, if he's going to give them criticism, make sure it's constructive, um, make sure you're building an environment where everyone's trying to get better and everyone's buying into what you're preaching, really. So I think it, it stems from the top, but also the leaders, they've got to yeah try and, and and make it a sort of a sanctuary really and then boys can sort of buy into that 
Hopefully. <laughs> I guess it's sort of, when you say make it a sanctuary, it's, I guess it's a bit similar to what we talked about last week, that sort of making the, um, the footy club and our game days our fortress, so to speak, something we can really take that pride in. Uh, you know, the, do you think do you think the pride plays a bit, the personal pride plays into building the culture, or is it something that needs to be taught? Um, hard to say. What do you reckon, Azzy? Oh yeah, it's it's a bit of a tricky one. It's um, I don't think That's it's why I asked. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's just with our club. I think it's with other clubs. But um, you know, I think once he leaders to speak, he coached to speak, had that voice around the club. I think once the leaders start doing it everyone else will start doing it um you know it's just just one thing like um um just trying to get that get that momentum to drive it mm-hmm. i think once you get momentum um like a game you can you can make it and then everyone feels apart and you just start start building it but it's just um it's one of those tricky things it's something you just can't can't do straight out you can't buy it can you no. No, it's so, just, um, yeah, you know. like I said at, at our meeting the other night, like in Perth, we had a set of values, you know, and we tried to all, yeah, buy into that and uphold that on the track. So whether it's, yeah, being, yeah, like proactive with, with what you do, helping people out, advice, you know, things like filling up the water bottles and not just waiting for things to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, another one was just, just showing passion with, with whatever we do, so... When we go out on the track, we're going out there to train for that hour and a half. We're switched on, you know. We're not having to stop and start and and tell everyone to switch on. It's just a, a given. Like when you go out there, you you do this. So you you've got those knowns um, when you run out. You know what you're doing. Um, and yeah, just sort of a few few values that that we just try and really put out there and expect that if you're going to put this jumper on, you gotta you gotta buy into that. I think it's um you know like it's like what Cohen's doing for the Black Dog Institute. I reckon that's really good, and um, I'd probably say like look after your teammates. You know like uh, going out there, make sure you got to. Some people, you know, um, have depression. You don't see it. I think as as mates, as teammates, you go out there and just say, are you okay? And that bloke that come in for the men's health. That, that week yeah you know I think it's a big thing like um, just looking out for your teammate and you can see someone's not having a very good very good day you just say like hey how you going you know have a bit of a chat and try and bring them up and I think that'll build um, build it all in mm. at the end of the day um, you know like for me um, as a passing me, me sister just recently like you know what the club done on Resi's day for the footy club, they had the photo and, and Tracy sent it to me. I was like, you know, you have to take your hats off to the blokes that done it for us. That was that meant really heaps to me yeah. as a club. And, um, you know, and just got to look out for these other blokes too. So, um, you know, um, it's just all about group and team and, and friendship, yeah. I suppose. It's that unity. Yep. Yeah. And as I said, it's something you can't buy and it's hard to come across, but... You know, once you've got it, it's it's something you have to hold on to dearly. I think it's it's a, building culture is such a huge yeah. thing, and and um, yeah, it's it's we we talked a bit about it a couple of weeks ago. The different reasons why people play football, but one of the main reasons most people play footy is just for the social aspect. You know, yeah. um, I mean, I've made all my mates that I've made through town since I've been here through my footy club. So yeah. you know, I, I actually would probably 
not have a great deal of mates if it wasn't for it. I'm sure, you know, Richter, you talked about it, you know, when we were talking about you uh, getting ready to take off from town. It's sort of similar boat, weren't you? You didn't think you'd have yeah, such strong connections and friendships through the town. No, not at all. Um, didn't think footy would bring that down here. Um, not, yeah, just anywhere, really. Um, and I think it's just credit to the Sharks and what we've built. Uh, I've been really fortunate to come in and, and make the friendships. I've made really um, been such like a genuine club, just so welcoming and um, yeah, we had a, a decent culture when I walked in, and I think it's just gotten gotten stronger. So yeah, yeah, no, it's important, and we're gonna we're gonna keep working on it, obviously as best as we can. But um, you know, it's why we play footy, it's why we're all here. So you know, we'll just keep at yeah, it. I guess it. at the same time with culture, um, you got to set the bar, set the standards high. Always reference, always look at the Bloods at Sydney, um, Jared McVeigh, just how he upholds their standards. You know, if they um, saw this video where somebody, um, they're all on, the, all on the ground after the game they'd won, and one guy was getting interviewed, and they're all waiting for him, and one of the guys, one of the players has just walked off into the race, and he's gone, he's given him a spray and just said, like, mate, what are you doing, like? Yeah. come out here like we wait for each other we all go off together um, there's no iron team sort of thing like even though we've won we still uphold a high standard and that's yeah we go off together like yeah. there's no individuals here so just little things like that even things um, like what um, old Cameron Bergson likes to do when we finish off our games and that just quickly drive over to the um, you know the bulk of the Sharks supporters and, and yeah. just you know give them, a, give them a little round of applause and just say thanks for sticking out and watching yeah, that's it. Things like that. Just it's little simple things, and it's not not hard to do, and it just takes you two seconds before you go in and line up for the for you guys to run out to the the, the league side. But it takes you two seconds, but it's just something to throw back at at the guys who did stay around because people could take off. They got better things to do. They could drop their kids off and go grab a coffee and come back two hours later if they wanted to. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Just bringing in everyone. It's not just the players that make up the club. It's everyone else, and just trying to bring them in and. Yeah, just a simple thing like saying thank you when you're getting your, your burger on a Friday night or, yeah. you know, just thanking, thanking, yeah, people who are... Thanking people through the podcast yeah. and the newsletter. The newsletter that's obviously cool. has our supporter of the week every week, so um, it's, it's, good, uh, yeah, it's a good little way to recognise people. Yeah. So we just need to keep all these little things up and, you know, hopefully from there... As we said, with numbers and success, the culture will evolve and continue to build, but hopefully yeah. we can stay up on the right track. Just quickly speaking of Cameron Bergsman, did you happen to see his uh, attire from last week? Uh, yeah, it was shocking. Did. Yeah, you his didn't game see day attire. Game day attire. So, <laughs> game Money. day dress code is, uh, you know, smart black pants, smart black shoes, and his shark's polo top. Now... Oh, as far as I'm aware, his missus was out of town, so he was free to dress himself. <laughs> and he's got the first two right, smart pants, smart shoes, followed up with a bomber jacket, which is, you know, sure, fair enough, and a mustard yellow turtleneck cardigan. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> it was shocking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, big love to you, Cam, but that was, that was shocking. <laughs> Oh no, that's not a wallet. That's just that's just that's just impassive. I'll tell you a good story about that actually. Um, I, I saw him coming up as I was having a quick chat to Tracy, and he, he came up to me, and and by pure fluke, uh, 
I think I think it might have uh, belonged to the Lindbergh family. They had a little sausage dog, a little dash hound. <laughs> and so Cameron's gone walking up and I said, look at that, I've got mustard in my dash hound. All I need now is a roll. <laughs> and Tracy did a couple of girls had a laugh at that. And Cameron turned around quick as a whip and turned around and said, hey, Forcey, you've got a few to spare, don't you? <laughs> oh, I cannot, yeah, so, uh, you know, gets as good as he gives. <laughs> uh, and so I think we should make like uh, make like some royals right now and switch. So we'll switch over to some uh, some footy action now. So obviously talking about last weekend's game. Um, now we'll start on the league side this time, and um, just that uh, just be disappointed with the with the laps at the start of the game, isn't it? You know, this is probably the second time this year you guys have been caught on the back foot. Yeah. Um, just it's hard. Hey, um, it's in, it in the middle, of course, of starting there and. We're all switched on, just got the fuel, we're just ready to go, but then just jumped us early, just a couple of yeah. easy clearances, I lost the first tap, and then off they went, then went down, kicked a goal, and thought, alright, we're still quite motivated, and then it happened again, and um, we've been trying to mix it up in the midfield when things aren't going our way, but as I was saying before, they're, they're the best side, um, but still, it's no excuses, like, we just... Unfortunately, it keeps happening, having these lapses, and yeah. that's what gets us. We managed to come back into the game, but it's it's a little late. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things we talked about last week of how much momentum means. If you can get a big start like that, it's, you, you're generally pretty hard to stop. Mm. Uh, and it just seemed to be so so easy for them. It just some days the footy gods are on your side and everything goes your way, and it just seemed to be that there was just that spare man where they needed them and it was just bang bang and it, it was they were off and racing before too long it was just unlucky mm. well no we don't use the word unlucky sorry <laughs> chub uh it was just unfortunate on it on our part and um something we're obviously going to keep working at and we'll, we'll find the right formula eventually but it just didn't go for us on that day no i didn't no caught behind a few times and um just their transition i think uh like we, we'll win the ball and uh, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go forward, we'll run hard, and then we'll turn it over, and then they catch us on the break, coming back, we're not running hard back, but it's something we're working on, and um, yeah, plenty of, of positives still uh, for individual efforts. Yeah. Guys like Robbie Lee is just playing great footy at the moment, and um, yeah, guys just getting into the game, and the, the young Colts who we spoke of before, they, they played their part as well. So, yeah, we're getting there. And uh, as I said, you know, BT was someone who I took a bit of extra notice in after having him on the podcast and having a bit of a chat with him. And yeah. he, he plays gutsy footy, mm. you know, um, nice. even when everything's not going the way as far as the team's concerned. He's, he's always grinding, isn't he? He's, he's, his tackling pressure is amazing. And his disposal of the footy is probably some of the cleanest we've got. So mm. those, those sorts of boys are just so important to stick around and make sure they keep coming back. And... Um, you know, as we said, look for those sort of guys to hopefully bring the side along with them. Um, Banksy's another one, you know, you, it doesn't matter whether he's 10 goals up or 40 goals down, he just doesn't switch off, does he? No. That, that voice is always going, <laughs> and you can hear it from here to bloody railways, but um, no, he's always he's always on the front foot, whether whether he's winning or losing, so just about just sticking around these sort of guys, and when you do have those big losses, just try not to take it personally. No, you know, no, that's you, it. if you if you played your best footy, you put it all out on the ground, and you've left it all out there, and you haven't come away with the win. I think that's the thing we we didn't, and it was 
sort of why can't we do it? Why can't we play our best footy when we need to? Yeah. Um, why do we showcase it in patches? Um, so it's, it's trying to find out why and I think it is mental as we, we spoke about um, not having that, that confidence for whatever reasons and you know if 10 people go out there confident and the other 10 or 12 aren't then you're going to get half a good game yeah. <laughs> you think or it's not going to be consistent um, and so I think, I think it's, it's above, above, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah above the shoulders yeah yeah and I think if you put the highlights, and I think the same rule applies for the Bloods, if you put the highlights of the best footy that we've played together into a package, we look really good. We've got some beautiful, clean passages of football where we're transitioning the ball well, the, the skills are clean, there's some gritty performances by some, some standout players. We've got all the right buttons to push. We're just, just It's just that whole linking it together for four quarters, isn't it? It's just that, it's, would you say it's an endurance thing? Yeah, Chubb and I have spoken about it. I think it is fitness, um, a lot of it as well. So it's a combination of things, but just not, yeah, not running back hard, um, not being able to run out games um, the last quarter. Just, yeah, just caught napping a little bit or just being tired. And yeah, I think you, your mind wants to do so much, but your body won't let you sometimes because yeah. of fitness. Do you think that there's anything else we can do for, as far as fitness is concerned? I mean, our pre-season this year, pre-season this year um, as far as I can tell, was massive. It started back in, I think it was late, January. early February, late January. Yeah, I think it was mid-January. Mid-January, yeah. so pre-season started early uh, as far as I was concerned. Uh, it was pretty long. I mean, what, what boxes could we tick, do you think, as far as fitness is concerned, outside of pre-season training? Yeah, so we did a lot of skills, which was great. A lot of, yeah, kicking under fatigue, full ground drills. Um, we didn't quite have, we had, had numbers, but um, we're doing full ground drills with a lot of cones. So, um, yeah, just required a lot of running, really. Yeah. Cone. But I think maybe more just some actual gut running work. Um, yeah, more sort of suicides, things. Um, with footies even, just more kicking under fatigue, just, um, yeah, just to even go back to the, the 800s as well with interval, sort of stop, stop, start, um, fartlek, which is a method of running, which uh, means you sprint, you jog, you might walk even, and then you go again, so it's relative. So the to, high intensity style training. Yeah, it's high intensity, um. But you're also getting that recovery, which you, you do on footy, which allows you to go go harder again. Um, so a few more, yeah, relative things like that. Yep. Um, yeah, just mixing it up, the odd beach session, the odd, you know, run up that Middleton training there. Tonight we're doing the boardwalk. But I think what we did was great, as you said. Um, it's just building on that now. Keep the footies in, but just do some actual, yeah, conditioning work yeah because i think it's fair to say that our skills this year are looking a lot better than what they were last year i think yeah as a general sense um you know we've got a lot of guys who've come a long way you know we talked about how boys like jiggy and myself have kicked you know kicking a lot better this year than what they were last year um you know that the skills are looking cleaner on the whole did we get the balance wrong or do we need to to work? Do we need to work some more on a particular stage, or 
Do we need? Yeah, do, is it just more work in general? Do we just I need think, to add in a third session, essentially during preseason, and, and get the running in as well? Yeah, integrate it. Yeah. into the session because it was great what Tags did, hammering the skills because that's what we needed. Um, yeah, we needed to hit those targets, know how to handball, do the fundamentals well. So that drill, the warm up drill we start with, that's that's doing both. You know, at least when we get there, we know we're starting with that and. You've seen guys kicking improve out of sight, guys like Riley, and I think that's credit to getting down and doing those simple drills. But um, keeping that going, but just tweaking it probably for the next preseason, and then adding and running in the session. But yeah, if you wanted the third session with running, just purely. Oh, I'm not, I'm, not, not. <laughs> I'm not asking for it. If that's what it's going to take, then that's what it's going to take. No, you're right. So, so maybe we, we got the balance system a little bit wrong. We need to integrate just, a, just that little bit of extra running to it, do you think, maybe for next year or? A bit more, yeah. I mean, some people argue it's not a fitness thing, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's never going to hurt, is it? So no. I, don't, I, think that, um, I know personally, I've probably noticed in that Barker game, um, most recent one, I just felt just wasn't, for whatever reason, I just wasn't, um, yeah, getting to the contest and I put my own average performance down to fitness. So I've sort of gone away and, and worked on that because, yeah, it's all about what you do on well, the outside. I, I can tell you personally, I, I play, I, I actually uh, played 10 minutes of ruck against uh, the Barker <laughs> myself. So I had a small taste of the world of what it's like to play as uh, as the Richter, and uh, not a fan. Just just to start off, not a fan, especially when I'm. I think I'm six foot one. So as far as yeah, ruckman right. are concerned, I'm not tall. <laughs> you know. Contest still. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll give it a red hot crack, um, and that's all I was able to do. But the amount of running, as far as the ruckman was concerned, I was not prepared for. Uh, so I, I definitely can appreciate how much running you've got to do. But you're right; it's. Um, it's a personal thing for me, but like I, I, we need, I feel like we need to do more running. Um, but maybe it's maybe it's a couple of people who need to do it more than it, more than mm-hmm. others. Like I'm, I'm one of the ones who need more fitness training, definitely. Um, but I think on the whole, up until that two week break, mm-hmm. the team was looking good. You know, Tags was adding in those extra running sessions mm-hmm. to our training uh, yeah. midway through the season, which was a bit unorthodox. Personally, I don't know. It's not something I encountered previously playing football. Um, how does that go versus what you would do as he, as your preseason back when you coached? Um, yeah, I was I was more uh, more uh, just a basic skills man. So I was I was more like getting that thirty meter kick, hitting it on the chest, and make sure you make it. Um, make sure you can pick the ball up off the ground, running hard at it. Make sure you get behind it, pick it up, and then get it back on the handball. Um, bit bit of front and center. Um, you know, but just just the basic ones. Maybe, maybe a bit of setup around the around the ball up was one. Um, around the throw in um, was another. Like, um, just trying to get get your blokes in the right spot so you haven't got you get the other team, you know, on the other side and, and all our blokes on on the other side. You know, so you got a bit of bit of integration there, so you can at least put you know one of our blokes between the other bloke. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of. Just yeah, it's 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 good. I, I know where tags is going because if you can, it's all well and good doing thirty meter kicks, but not being fatigued. 
But when you get out of the game, you're fatigued, mm-hmm. you try that 30 metre kick, it's different. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you can do that and train, you'll do it in a game. For sure. So um, I think yeah. it's good. Even yeah. like some more year game simulation stuff. Um, yeah, you could hit that 30 metre kick at training, as you said, <laughs> but when someone's standing on the mark or someone's coming out, you know, you're seeing fluoro vests around, it's, it's very, very difficult. And I think a, a good example of that was this year we started, I think it was our first, It was the week before our first game, and we are doing our classic lane work, you know, just up and down, 30 metre kicks, pretty standard. And uh, good old Jezza decided to add in just a little bit of extra training, which was to put, you'd go through, you'd do your kick, and on your way, way back to running through for your lane work, you'd go and stand on the mark for the next bloke. And it was funny how quickly, just putting somebody just oh. physically in between you and the guy you were kicking at, I don't think 30% of those kicks connected. Oh, I was kicking them high, I was kicking them crooked. <laughs> yeah, and we all did it. it, absolutely all of us. And it was funny how just that little bit of little bit of pressure, you know, we've been training with the free-flowing, you know, no one's in my way, just sit there and line the kick up. Putting that person in between you and the person you're kicking to was just, just enough to throw people off their game so quickly. So I think you're dead right. We haven't done... Uh, a lot of game simulation, especially when we train together, mm-hmm. we do a little bit uh, in the bloods. We talk. We've we've done a lot of um, balance training. We've done a bit of um, uh, hot spot Tran- training. And Tran- transition transition was good because, um, like, if you got man on man, and he blows that whistle, and you got a spread, yeah, it means you got someone on you. So it's like in a game, like you, and then then it's he blows the whistles and swings it the other way. You got to yeah. make sure you know where you're going. To receive that ball, I reckon that's a good, good one. Because... It was a good drill, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a bit more of that, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some more of that would be good to see, I think. But um, I think you did right, Rick. The um, game simulation is probably something we need to focus a bit more on, and that's going to teach you fitness, isn't it? You know, because you always got to you, you generally try and pair up with someone who's in the generally the same sort of fitness level as yourself. <laughs> um, but do, do we do the old so kick the ball out, you partner up, and you go one-on-one with your man and yeah. ball it back to the guy and he swats it away and yeah. you keep going. And um, at least, you know, it's relative. It's what, what you're doing in the game. So yeah. Yeah. Um, if we can expose people to that maybe a bit bit sooner, early on to the year, then, um, yeah, it'll, it'll, have, it'll carry on, hopefully. Yeah, so maybe getting that game simulation yeah. a bit earlier for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I've found is um, contested marks. Mm. Um, like in our games, there's a lot of uncontested marks. Yep. So I think that contest, contested mark may be another thing to look at. Like at least if you can get up, put a fist in it or even mark it, you know, you, you got half a chance of winning the ball. Mm. But if you're not up there doing it, that's sort of yeah. tricky, you know. And I think that's something that Tags was looking at this year when he was encouraging people not to take marks on the chest at all this year. And it's funny how hard that is not to do sometimes. You know, chest mark is the first thing I think you get taught in playing football. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know, you'd have to ask Snakey what he teaches his under-14s, but whatever it is, it's working. So um, <laughs> yeah. we'll have a chat with him about that when we get him on here next time. But, um, yeah, the chest mark is... as far. Do you think, you know, going back to Euros kick days, and you, you, do, you, yeah. do you think chest mark is probably where you start the game? Yeah, I think so. Long yeah. time back. Um, oh. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a few years chest. between us here um, on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a time and a place for it for sure. But yeah, yeah I remember marking and just learning. Just yeah, to take just that process and yeah, just sort of starting. I, I I never got to do that as I was kick. I, was, I started two thousand twelve mm-hmm. fresh into footy. Oh right. Like, you know, yeah. 
But, um, you know, Much the, like a young Liam Canvas <laughs> who's played his uh, <laughs> seventh game of football <laughs> on the weekend. Yeah, but, um, you know, like the, the chest mark is good, but um, also taking the, the ball out in front with a wet footy. I've mm. seen even you get an eagle there at one training session, like just come straight through. The Falcon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> watch it, eh? That was off the kick of uh, Wacker too, so it was a penetrating kick. And bloody hell. I actually rocked up and I said to Skinny, have I got a black eye? Because <laughs> I thought I was going to have one. Wacker's got a boot on him. <laughs> yeah, no, take it as a... Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Don't recommend it. So, uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. Time and place, but I think it's a good place to encourage it is on the training track to take that ball out in front. And there was a couple of times on the weekend, especially where we're playing against such a fit side like Royals, where they are just that little bit quicker and able to get out in front of us. So we need to be able to make sure that if we can just be that one step ahead, be on the attack when we're going for our marks rather than sort of sitting and waiting for it to come in and just opening the opportunity for that fist to come in from the side. So time and place, obviously, as you said. Um, But it is tricky to to change from your standard, you know, take the ball on the chest uh, game to, to... really uh, actively getting out in front and, and taking that ball cleanly out in front. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to run just a bit of like a skill session in 16s. It was just an optional session during the week. And um, you'd go down and just be skills like that, just taking the ball at its highest point, like with your arms in full extension and just helping you just practice, just judging the ball and your own leap and um, just trying to get up and, you know, the higher you are and, the higher that ball is in the air or getting at its highest point, then, you know, or if you're a tall player, like, no one's really going to stop you. But um, just, just teaching you just to, yeah, and out in front as well. So if you're a forward leading up at the ball and, you know, that guy behind you is not going to get be able to get his fist in and just, yeah, getting the hands nice and, and firm to, to hold that mark. So things like that, it sounds really basic, but um, it's what <laughs> we're all trying to mark on the weekend or all... So improving just those. Uh, I think things. it goes hand in hand with as he's trying to say about just yeah. getting that contested ball. You know, yeah, so if you can it. if you can master that, you're halfway to to taking your contested mark, aren't you? Whereas if you're sitting under it waiting for it to hit you on the tip, it's just not going to happen. No, yeah. it's, so. it's, it's more led to like if you if you got that floating ball coming up, you got that defender behind you, and you just come over the top and just mm. you know like you just got to get out there and and try and get it without trying to get nailed by. And yeah. like doing the doing the jetter kicks. Yeah. There's you know, <laughs> one it. to be mastered, but um, you know, like if you can have those non floaters coming coming for you and, and just get them straight on the chest it's good, but sometimes it doesn't always work out like that. No. Yeah. Like, we could always do the Toby Green and play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I'd be doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd look more like Leonidas if I tried to do that. <laughs> this is Sparta! <laughs> uh, but no, just uh, so folks, sticking with the footy, so we're all over the Bloods game now. Um, now, Rick, did you get a chance to watch any of that one? Yeah, I did. I watched a bit of the second quarter and, yeah, the second half. Yeah. So... Um, because uh, it, it was interesting the way that game started. Um, it was a bit of a flat feeling out there. Mm. Don't can't really put a finger on what it would have been, but it was just just running out there. Just just felt felt a bit flat amongst all the boys. Like um, could have had a bit more intensity, I guess. But surprisingly, we looked like we were in the driver's seat once the ball was balled up. Um, Lee McCandless and Peter Groco in the middle there. I don't think 
between the two of them, they lost five taps. I think they were all over the mm. ruck on that day. Um, playing great footy, the two of them. And it just looked like we were... It was it was all going to go our way, and then it was just a couple of um, couple of misses inside fifty early on, um, which I think we added up sort of thing. Uh, I know Liam Offer was working really hard. Uh, Hamish Fuller missed one pretty early on, which was uh, it was a difficult kick, snap around the body sort of thing from about thirty five out sort of thing. So it wasn't a wasn't your standard sort of kick, and then there was a set shot missed a little bit after that sort of thing, and um, you know there's a couple of tricky tricky balls, but. It's one of those things we talked about the way momentum sways a game. You feel like if those had have gone our way, we would have been playing some really good footy because we were up against the best side. Um, and we even came off at halftime. We, we were getting well and truly beaten at that stage, but we all knew that despite the fact that the scoreboard wasn't reflecting accurate... Well, obviously the scoreboard is the uh is the result you're going for but despite the fact the scoreboard didn't necessarily tell the same story that we felt we were playing really good footing there were some brilliant passages out there um kellen turner uh one of our pickups i think he's from katanning um he was playing some great footy and anywhere you put him in the ground he was just dominating the ball uh big uh luke pity playing playing down uh in the blood side uh he he down at a half back was doing a great job, and then I think we moved him up to half back. He started off at full back, and then he came up to half back up with uh, Cam Bergs. But he was he was good up there, and once we got the mix, uh, the matchups right for uh, Riley and Roscoe down at the defence, mm-hmm. it was it was all looking like everything was just that just that half a step away from us really getting into that driver's seat and taking the game right on. But the signs were all there against a side that is really. You know they they really should be dominating, preparing for their finals campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want to blame numbers. Don't want to blame you know the fact that we were missing a few of our usual boys. That that's that's footy. You're gonna have um, you're gonna sometimes have your starting twenty two. Sometimes you're not gonna have your starting twenty two. But I think all 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 in with the numbers we had, we were making a real effort of it, and I think we really suck it to a side that really has punished us in the past and mm-hmm. made the best of it. Yeah, it's just a different brand of footy from um, compared to a few years ago, like when you lost and um, yeah, you, you weren't hitting targets, you weren't, just the ball movement wasn't there, but now when you're losing or yeah, when you're winning, it's just the whole brand, it's just you're hitting targets, you're, I can see you doing the hashtag, the corridor, like, um, people using their voice, heard you but nice and loud and it's just... Um, <laughs> At least you you're going down with it's a fighting effort, you know, and and there's there's so many good passages and we all comment on it. Us watching it, it's just yeah different to to what the old I suppose yeah as you yeah. nothing to, <laughs> against yeah what it was you know yeah it's just how it's but, just evolutionized uh, yeah I and I so, think we talked about yeah. the difference of the old style of footy you know what what Ricky Ricky the Rock and um you know Easy in the past what you guys had to work with versus what we've got now yeah. where started this year bloods were fighting for spots yeah <laughs> you know that, that's unheard of to you isn't it basically yeah, yeah like, like eight on the emergencies like oh <laughs> you know, yeah like, yeah that's, and, and that's before you, you touch the, the colts got, and the resis yeah, you know you the, <laughs> so and, the, the colts and 16 so you're able to develop them and they're all they're all keen and um yeah we've been able to build up their basic skill sets and now you can implement a strategy 
Absolutely. So we're, we're, we're talking about two different brands of footy now, compare, comparing what obviously you and you and Rock, Ricky the Rock used to have to deal with versus what we've got now. So we're not comparing the same Sharks team. But um, what we have been able to work with, you know, I think Tag said it perfectly at halftime when he said, you know, boy, the boys were going up for marks and they could hear those footsteps. You know, we, we were just those couple of steps behind them. Yep. And I think it's as we've talked about um, last week and this week again, that two-week break for the landmark and the GSFL Carnival is um, it's important for football, but it's, it's hard for local footy. Mm. Um, so obviously a couple of people not making the training track, a little bit of ring rust um, out there. But against the best side, um, you know, same, same thing as what you said about the league side. It's, it, all the things are positive. Everything's positive, you know. Mm. It's all heading in the right direction, and it's just that one or two years away from serious success, and that's that's what we've just got to take uh, take under our belt, and just remember that that's that's the way we're headed, you know. Um, as we talk about a lot with the footy factory, um, you know, <laughs> and, the, and the bloods put the, put those boys up, and they don't generally come back, which is what we want to see. So um, we'll keep taking them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know, I'll, I'll take me any time you want. <laughs> no, not just yet. Uh, but, you know, so I think it's a long way, um, a long way from where is you you sort of first started. But um, I think it's handy to to have these boys around, and you know, we, we've got to be seriously pushing pushing some serious success in the next sort of year or two. And like we said, that, that win, win at home or the win against an Albany side isn't far away. It isn't, yeah. Just yeah. having these guys available, like, yeah, Red and um, Diggers, who's been able to come back and, and find his, his feet in the bloods. And, yeah. Um, and he's been important as that sweeping role for us, you know, this year. Yeah, so um, just to have these guys available and, and who want to come in. And from what I've heard, Red's been very instructional to a lot of boys and yep. giving you guidance. Um, yeah, we are fortunate to have those people and have an abundance of guys, really. So, yeah, you are fighting for a spot. Yeah, and that's what we want to have next year as well. As we said, it's, it's a good-bad problem to have. Yeah. But um, yeah. it's what we want next year. We want people pushing for their best footy in their best form. Mm. So we're right on the cusp of getting across that line, but it's just a matter of um, just sticking to what we've got and hopefully we can keep attracting boys like Chubb, Sedgy, uh Big Jezza and, and Tagsy back next year and all those supporting roles played like by the likes of Harley and uh, and Ricky the Rock as well. So yeah. as long as we're gonna keep attracting the right coaches and things like that, we're gonna be we're gonna be right up there. Yeah. So um now I did have a bit of an on field request for one of our Royals players uh, this week and I don't think uh don't know if you happen to see it, but uh and unfortunately, I don't know the fella's name, but I'll, I'll just tell you, I'll just recap the story as far as I remember it. I was sitting on the bench at the time, having one of my well-earned rest breaks with uh, tagging in out, out with Rock, so uh, working hard as our half-forward slash midfield position, and uh, sitting on the bench, probably a good 45 metres out, one of our uh, opposition players in the fourth quarter, one of the Royals was having a crack at goal, and it was you know, 45 on a tough angle. So he's had a pretty pretty good hard think about it, and fun, unfortunately for him, he has shaped the ball harder than it's ever been shaked before. Uh, out of bounds <laughs> on the right full, <laughs> yeah, out of bounds on the full by by a lot. I reckon he could have set up another set of goalposts that he still would have missed. You know, the full number. I'm not just talking two goals; yeah. I'm talking the whole set. Eight and he would have eight posts that he would have missed a lot. I reckon. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was. Uh, Obviously, we were pushing to make sure that they didn't kick any more goals that quarter, so we got pretty excited. 
I jumped up and did a big yee-haw. <laughs> and uh, one of the boys out there told uh, told Forcey to put it on the podcast. So um, just filling in the request, mate, was a good story. Uh, I asked the fellow who kicked the ball if he was having lamb shanks for tea. <laughs> Uh, but he took it with uh, took it with stride, and I, I think he actually turned around and got another goal by the end of that quarter anyway. So he, he took it quite well. But uh, we're all going to have moments like that, yeah. footy and, oh, and everything like that. But uh, you know, anybody who's listening from the Royals camp, you know, uh, enjoy. <laughs> we don't mind. No, it happens. No, we're just trying to entertain everybody, aren't yeah. we? Obviously, um, you know, you ever, you ever missed a goal from uh, close up? We're talking about it before. Shank one, yeah, like. Like that, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what you said. You know, when you when you're closer, it's it's worse because you you put that personal pressure on yeah. yourself. Whereas at least you know from that angle, I, I wouldn't have expected to keep that myself from where the fellow was. Um, no, no. I probably would have fallen short. Yeah. I think he definitely had he had it right for distance, just uh, not right for accuracy. <laughs> oh, fine, that's it. Yeah, that's had my fair share. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably have a couple more, unfortunately, yeah. between now and then, but that's all right. But I mean, as we said, you know, footy's all about blokes playing footy, and sometimes it's it's easy to forget that we are just you know a couple of blokes sort of thing. So, um, yeah. but I have to say, he took it he took it right rather well. You know, he yeah. bit of a dry smile and kept kept keeping on. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Good story to tell. Now, before things get too soft on this couch here, Rick, I think it's time to uh, to toughen up a bit and bust out the wallet. What do you reckon? The wallet? Yeah. yeah. Alright, bring it on. So, uh, yeah. sorry, Snake, no shirt front this week, but <laughs> bust it out the wallet instead. <laughs> the OG. Back to Whopper's wallet this week. So. Alright, so who's the contenders? Give me some names. A couple I'll of names. Story. Uh, Chubb and Jeff. Oh. Um, just been told and sent this one through um, for not sticking around for the lip sync battle last night. That's right. They both shot through. Now we've we've talked about uh, Chubb's uh, early bedtime. Obviously, uh, doesn't like to stay up past eight o'clock once the draw's done. <laughs> but uh, I think we've got a long way. A lot of people put a lot of effort in. Uh, big shout out to Snake for his uh, beautiful car painting skills. He yeah. <laughs> painted up the car as one of the props. Uh, Colin for practicing so so hard for the for the lip sync battle. He he put a lot of hours on the on the practice for that. Um, you know, Finley got up there, was a bit nervous and, and, and busted out of tune. The Colts got up and did did a bit of Kenny Rogers gambler for us. So, you know, um, lots of effort done by a lot of people. Yeah. Probably probably two hours worth of setup for myself, uh, with lights and music and sound and everything like that. So um Sure and plus the hours, obviously, trying to organise the boys and, mm. and, and practice for myself. Organise the acts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't claim any hours for the for the, for the the Tag Z plus uh, Lincoln Force. <laughs> we, that was zero hours practice. But nonetheless, Jeff and Charles, come on, mate. Come on, mate. Yeah, see your players. That's right. We talk, we, talk about, uh, we talk about building culture and... You guys should be leading from the front, so that yeah, that's maybe my get up there. That's that's my offer for the wallet. What do you reckon, Victor? Yeah, well, the both of them. Oh, yes. Next one is big banger, thanks you. Um, oh. So faking uh, your dog's emergency for not yeah not hosting. Not that's right. The lip sync battle last night. So all I was looking for was a little bit of backup. Uh, obviously trying to. I spent two hours setting up lights and music. I was trying to organise all the teams on the fly, especially the couple of the ones who had been done by Judge Skinny. Um, so, you know, a few people had been been fined and charged and they should have got up there and paid their penance. 
Uh, so organising all those, I was looking for a little bit of backup. I thought the big Bangalore would help me out. And he uh, said he had to sneak off to go and pick his dog up from the vet. A bit of stage fright, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, you know. So I thought I'd give him the benefit of the doubt, but he stayed for the whole show. And a couple of chicken beers mate. afterwards. Yeah, come on, mate. So what do you reckon? Yeah, give him a wallet. Yes, cop that yeah. Bangalore. <laughs> Make sure you MC next time when you're asked, mate. Um, what's this last one? Oh, Peter. Two metre Peter. Oh, two metre. Oh, two okay. metre Peter. Now, this is what I was saying before. I would take this boy to ground. <laughs> <laughs> two metre running away. Oh, that's it. So, he was charged, found guilty. Oh. Uh, he actually skipped on bail on that one, so we charged his old man instead on his behalf. Uh, Ian Groco was a good sport. So, jumped up in front of uh, Judge Skinny. And I have to say, probably one of the better defences we've seen uh, against <laughs> against the fearful uh, judge. But um, nonetheless, Judge Skinny got the job done. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Peter was found, tried, guilty, and was uh, set to do his penance. And he snuck out the back door before the lip sync battle commenced. <laughs> Disappointing, Pete. That's, that's going to be the that's biggest wallop. Wallop. That's going to be the wallop. wallop. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Get it together, Pete. Um, all right. Yeah, that's that's the wallet. Should we go into the fast five? Oh, do you want to do the feed, feeding frenzy forecast first? Oh, yeah, we'll do that now. Because yeah. we've got to bring that back. We've uh, been a bit slack, but that's all right. <laughs> um, obviously, had my hands full with my favourite intern, Jake the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, then. Feeding so, forecast. feeding frenzy forecast. So, we've got North Avenue this week at home. Um, yeah. What have we got? I'm going to throw it out to you, Easy, first. So you've got to got to put you on the spot. One for the league and one for the. Whatever you like, you got one. one you got, if you got two. Yeah, I reckon I've got um, Corny, Corny for the Bloods. Five goals. Five goals. Five goals. Yeah. Big five. Five sausage rolls. Yeah, Love I reckon so. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll just go with Wacker again. I reckon he's got five and five in him as well. I reckon. Oh. Easy. He's right up there. Yeah. Game yeah. 99, I believe. 99. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw lunch. Yeah, no, I like it. I like yeah. it. That's not bad. Yeah, it's good. Do you want first? Yeah, well, I reckon you guys will get over the top tomorrow. Yeah. The Bloods, so Bloods will have a win. Um, the league, let me think. It's a tricky one. It's a hard one. North Albany. Um, I say Colin will kick three. Oh, yeah, I can see yeah. that. See that happening. So that'll be my forecast of the week. Those few other things that happen, but <laughs> I reckon those... Those are, those are pretty um, <laughs> Those are pretty good. Uh, I don't mind that. I'm definitely picking... Uh, I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm going to go for a bit of an easy one. I'm going to go Bloods to score first. Okay. I think we're definitely going to get out on front. That's um, <laughs> Yeah, first blood. I, I, I feel like that's the way it's going to go. The, if, if we get the intensity right... Uh, Tags, uh, he's he's back at full vocal capacity as we saw him on Friday night. <laughs> Last week he uh, he wasn't able to manage his uh, uh, trademark speech unfortunately with the cold. So his speech will be back. We'll fire the boys up and we'll get the job done. I reckon we'll kick that first goal and we'll just see what happens from there. We'll take it every goal at a time after that. But I reckon we're after that first sausage roll. Yeah. Uh, as far as the league's concerned, oh, the numbers. I don't know. It's a tricky one. I think I'm going to call Penny for... Uh, Penny's going to take a screamer. <laughs> I reckon he's going to get up on some yeah. shoulders and he's going to... He's, going to, he's, he's really going to take it out there. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm gonna go for a nice easy one just to follow that up. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Gilbert to kick a barrel. Oh yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter where it goes, but he's gonna he's gonna put the Tory on there. Is it barrel or Tory? Ah, yeah. now you beat me to it. <laughs> what is your take on it? Because we're no, so it's far. It's gonna be a Tory. Eh? A Tory. Yeah, All right, yeah. we're back to three on top. I'm happy with that. So the, the Tory's out in front by three. Yeah. All you Eastern Staters and rugby players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we're just about ready to wrap up for the fast five, which means we're just about ready to uh, to call it a day. Um, Rick, do you yeah. you got the fast five yeah, fired yeah, up? We're ready to go. Got yeah, the pace so ready. Who, yeah. yeah. All right. Get into him. Okay. What player do you model your game on? In the AFL, you reckon? Yeah. Oh, which yeah. AFL oh, player do you yeah. play like? You reckon? I've been thinking about this because I knew you'd ask it. So <laughs> uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to say Nat Nui, but. Yeah. Um, Eagle as much as Yo with the tackling pressure. I'd like to, you know, tackle as much as Yo as he does in the game. Yeah. Who's got the worst haircut? Oh, you'd have to say it's Cowan at the moment. Until next week. Bring it on, I say. <laughs> Love you, big fella. And yeah, what's your go to dish in the kitchen? Oh, go to dish. Well, I had, had this joke. Um, half a cow and a bag of spuds, but just an old <laughs> steak and spuds, you know, like, you know, it's a... Yeah, you know, meat and three veg. That's it, yeah, you can't beat it. Yeah, yeah. And your go-to movie? Oh, it's got to be, got to be action. Um, action or comedy, um, probably, uh, you know, the, the Schwarzenegger movies, like Terminators and that. You know, you can't beat the old Arnie doing something like that, so... No way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and who would you want to kick a goal after the siren? Who would you back in? Oh, I reckon, um, you know, if you got up there, I reckon Rod. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jiggy. You know, I yeah. reckon he's, he's, he's the man to do it. And, you know, I'd, I'd even say one of these weekends he's going to come from the back with a good old Shannon Hearn and just kick it from 60. I reckon he was sneaking his way out there. Another <laughs> 60 metre punt. <laughs> he doesn't mind him. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Now that That's was good. that was not a bad fast fight, Ricky. You've been well. practising, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Roll on the, the arm over. That's it. You know, a bit of Pat Cummins in there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I didn't mind a bit of the cricket, especially. Um, you know, people talked a lot about Stephen Smith and his, uh, you know, consistency mm. in his form. Made a lot of runs, but. It's always Gary the goat line for me. He's the man. Yeah, Six wicket hole. The second he got out there and started t- tweaking those balls, you know, he doesn't get a, a great deal of spin, lots of overspin, but um, as soon as he got out there, you just thought something was just around the corner, didn't you? Just yeah, really, yeah. Just really the, niggling just the way it. He's just it up. Just his positioning, I think. Just putting the batsman in a difficult situation, I suppose, with that fielder there. I'm not sure what. Yeah, is it silly mid on? Or. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But there just um, yeah, putting it up and yeah, it's very important that back pad sort of position. Yeah, in there. yeah, yeah. But uh, no, once he got out there, you just felt like something was on. Yeah. Um, and they started a they started a little um a little chant out there on the day apparently, and it was uh, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If Pat Cummins doesn't get you, then Gary Lyon must. <laughs> it wasn't that the truth, but they shared they shared the the, uh, the ten wickets between the two of them. Yeah. So yeah, quite a, quite an interesting bowling lineup, I thought actually. Uh, all things considered, um, they were rolling with Pat Cummins, obviously. Uh, no Stark. No Stark. No Hazelwood. No. So um, quite an interesting little lineup there. Uh, Siddle was was doing some some great bowling. Uh, 
he, he bowls very straight, you know, that's, that's what they say about him. And um, I keep hearing this phrase, and I, 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 I'd almost like to face him just to get, get a sense of what they're talking about. But they say that he bowls a heavy ball, which is, you know, he's, he's bowling about 130, 140 k's an hour, so he's not slow, but he's not... He's not up there in those one fifties, one sixties like Cummins and um, like Stark's done. A, I think he's done a one sixty one, one sixty two sort of pace bowl. So yeah. he's right up there. But um, he's not in. He's not in the fastest territory. But uh, yeah, they, they just keep quoting this heavy ball that apparently he does. And a lot of batsmen talk about how difficult it is to face. So I wouldn't mind seeing it. But um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing. Get the old kookaburra out there and give it a crack and see if I'll get on the end of them. But yeah, uh, yeah. if he wants to pull himself out another Ash's uh, hat trick, I'd be all I'd be all down for that too. <laughs> yeah, that's too. Yeah, yeah you never know. Yeah, no. Also, um, the same Cam Bancroft as well. So I played footy with Cam in in Perth. Oh, okay. At Willerton, and um, yeah, just with everything going on, it's just so good to see him get back out there. And he's such a nice, humble guy. Um, yeah, far from arrogant. He's just just loving the opportunity to play, and I don't know him well, but um, yeah. having played with him, it's just great to see him get out and um, been a tough couple of innings. But you know, just to to come back like he's done, it's full credit to him. Yeah, hopefully he can get out there and make a big effort on the scoreboard because he was just just starting to do that uh, in that South African tour. He made a couple of. I think he made a couple of really good starts. He had a 60 or an 80 run uh, sort of stand here and there. As an opener, obviously, very difficult. And yeah. Australian, you really aren't known for our batting prowess at the moment. And no. it seems to be whenever we go with the old tactic of uh, dropping a, a full-time bowler in order to pick up an extra full-time batsman to try and pile on those extra couple of runs, it just never seems to happen. No. You know, uh, look at that first innings was a bit hairy <laughs> if it wasn't for that 144 from Stark and even the uh, the 40-odd run stand that Peter Siddle made with him. I don't think there was a score above 30, 40 runs mm. from the bats yeah. batting side. Um, no, you know, yes. Matty Wade went out with one. Yeah, right. You know, but then turned around and rocked up with 100. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so not, not a bad second effort. But, um, yeah, I just I don't agree with the tactic. No, yeah. Very reliant on Smith. <laughs> that last innings. That's it, you know. Um, and that, and uh, obviously we we we've had some some good luck out of uh, Usman Khawaja as well. He's been keeping that side side in check, and a couple of other ones, a couple of cheeky hundreds from Sean Marsh throughout the one day series. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what what team they go with next week. Whether they make any changes with the Stark or uh, any of the other bowlers get back in the side. But um, mm. having the three. If not four wicketkeeper capable batsmen is a bit of a bit of a strange uh, task as well. You know you've got yeah. um, Davy Warner doesn't mind chucking on the gloves. Bancroft has been a pretty handy uh, wicketkeeper for the Perth Scorchers um, mm. in the couple of years. Yeah. Um, Peter Hanscom is another one. Mm. He's a he's a part time wicketkeeper, and then uh, you've got. Uh, uh, Matthew Wade as well can chuck the gloves on as well yeah, as the right. captain Timmy Payne so yeah, yeah. <laughs> plenty of wicket keepers probably another bowler would be handy <laughs> uh, but it's been a long time since Australia had a decent pace bowling all round the, you know um, Watson copped a lot of flack in his day but I, I rated him quite highly yeah. more so than uh, Mitch Marsh despite the fact he's a WA boy just don't you know don't really rate him his, his, his bowling's not the greatest yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what um what we go with in the future. Yeah, wait and see, eh? Bring on the next test. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. So hopefully that'll come around quick. Yeah. Get stuck into that one. 
Well, um, about time to wrap this one up, I think. Um, bloody good show. Easy, thanks for coming on board. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us, Yeah, that's been, uh, been good. Yeah, keep listening to these podcasts. Yeah, yeah hopefully it'll keep you occupied in the track there when you're out there with the spuds. That's it, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things you can listen to, get on the old Spotify and listen to it and then change back to the... You know, the other tunes. And yeah, beautiful. Change so, it up a bit. So to break up the day. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and just quickly, you know, um, we've asked a couple of people, we'll ask you as well. Uh, so this is obviously your first time on the Feeding Frenzy podcast. Um, how did you find the lead up to it versus since you've now been talking to us for what I can only assume has been an hour, maybe an hour plus? Yeah, it's um, yeah, been pretty good. I, I like talking about footy, um, big into the AFL and watching nearly every game of that. Um, just uh, you know, it's it's just good to talk about it, talk about like where the club is and how it's going, and 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 just make a bit of fun out of a few other things like the Whoppers wallet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um yeah, it's good to it's good to do it, and it's um one of those things. It's um you know it's just good to have an extra bit to the club, and it makes it you know some social media, another form of media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got the old Facebook these days, but then you know podcasts. Are, the new thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And how did you find the nerves leading up to it? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. I, I had to, um, like all things, I, I don't have a very good memory. So working out when I started, I was like, oh, geez, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you sit out there with the, the calendar and a few fingers and toes oh, trying to count it back. Got back on the old bloody um, sports TG and, yeah. you know, went back and then, um, yeah, um, you know, getting back to, like, I didn't realise how many games I played, but um, there was actually 50 this year, so... It was, um, oh, so you yeah. played 50? <laughs> well, 50 congratulations finally. on your 50th. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, I didn't wow. even know that, so... Um, there we go. Yeah, it just racks them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, it's a bit late, but congratulations yeah. on your 50th. <laughs> <laughs> All the best with the recovery on your wrist, mate. So, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. But hope, hopefully, like, January comes around, get back into pre-season mm. and um, start again. I'd like to um, run out and, you know... Be part of the team, get on the list, and uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, see all the boys down there for this next season. And I can't wait to have the handyman back at my side out there. Before you go. <laughs> 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 and just quickly, before we do uh, finish our goodbyes, uh, just a quick shout out and, and uh, uh, well wishes from behalf of the Sharks to your family after the year you've, you guys have had. It's been a big year, so um, yeah, yeah, thanks very much. Lots yeah. of love and support going your way, and if yeah. you ever need us, you know, as we said, as you said, you know, um, talk to your mates and make sure we're all good. Yeah, and... it's my own thing, eh? Like, um, you know, some people you you see, um, think you know there's nothing wrong, but sometimes they're the biggest people that have got the issues. So it's just good to have a chat to everyone in your club sometimes, and just. So yeah, they're going and just leave us have a chat and they're looking down. Yeah, good on you for promoting that too, mate. So yeah, yeah. all all the best. And Richter, mate, so good (laughs) to have you back. (laughs) Good to be back, yeah. Yeah, So great. Yeah. Obviously a big shout out to Snake for keeping the uh keeping the ball rolling and, and doing putting up some great shows. But uh yeah, as nice. I said, you know, your first is always special. Oh. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, no, He's blushing again. <laughs> Tracy's gonna be loving this in the drive, she's gonna be yeah. peeling herself laughing. <laughs> yeah, no, good to be good to be back. I'll have to do another one next but yeah i love it to just keep going on throughout the year and week in week out especially in summer just they're at the beach just listening or at the gym or whatever <laughs> and there's plenty to talk about plenty that happens in the off season uh, just keep the ball rolling 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll do our best to keep it rolling for you, mate. Um, hopefully you've been enjoying the shows that we yeah. put on for you. And, right, yeah. Um, we'll put on a couple of uh, other special guest hosts, I think, is the plan going forward. Yeah. Mix it all up. Gonna... Obviously, we'll see some more out of Jake the Snake, but chuck a few extra sneaky ones in there. Yeah, just alternate that co-host position, just keep it fresh. Um, and if you want to be on again, mate, if you've enjoyed it. We'd love to have you back, ones. mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've got more yeah. stories to tell. We might get a yeah. few... Might have to get Hoppo out and uh, oh, get yeah. a couple of those stories. Maybe tell you what, he's got a few stories. So Hopefully yeah, some PG-related ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we just keep alternating that, that person and um, mix it up. And yeah, love what, what BT and Hilly did the other week. So I'd love for one of them to come back and host one of the remaining shows with you. And, yeah, and obviously yeah. also get the women's uh, sharks back involved as well because we need to get those Definitely. ladies back in involved and, and get them ready for their starting because their pre-season will be kicking off before you know it. Yeah, you can promote their season, their pre-season, um, which obviously, yeah, should be too far away and that'll, that'll be great. Get Mel back on the show. and Oh, hopefully. hopefully she was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, and um, um, also yeah, looking forward to maybe fight. maybe like uh, M Brady's been another one I'd love to get on here, Defender of the Year and everything like that. So uh, yeah. hopefully we'll get her in here yeah. and uh, see what sort of sort of story she can yarn for us because I'm sure she's got a couple. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sure. fellas. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming back, Richter. And I guess no there's only one way to finish up this show. That's by saying up the shafts. <laughs> <laughs>